This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. Bill McMahon along with Mark Hostetler. And uh, we're talking about the power of your words today. And I read this verse. I guess one of the, sometimes I'm looking for another verse and then mm-hmm. I stumble onto another verse and then that verse just catches my attention. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happens so many times with me. When it comes oh, to the Bible, gosh, yeah. there's always something catching my interest. Yeah. In Proverbs 22, 11, the one who loves a pure heart and who speaks with grace will have the king for a friend. So... I thought, all right, well, that's that's a pretty cool verse because the king's going to be your friend. Probably a lot of people would like the king to be yeah. their friend. And it says, one who loves a pure heart and speaks with grace. And I like the idea of just speaking with grace, and I think that really captured my attention. So that mm-hmm. brought me to the topic of the power of your words and what they should be. And so it says they, he appreciates what they appreciate is the person with a pure heart. And the person with a pure heart is somebody who has true motives. They're not going to give you flattery. They're going to be honest. Their heart's just Mm -hmm. true. And to have those friends that are genuine are the ones that we're really seeking, you know, because the ones who love you genuinely and you know, they love you genuinely, whatever they say, you can trust whatever they're doing. You know, they don't have any ulterior motives for it. They just love you. And when you don't love somebody like that, you just want the best for them. There's no Mm -hmm. ulterior motives. Mm -hmm. That means a lot to you. You know, Mm -hmm. when you, when you know that you're going to get truth, you're going to get yep. truth and love. They're going to be gentle about it, but they're going to give right. you truth. Right. You know, you're going to, they're going to speak to you graciously. Right. Not harshly. You know, I'll, man, I want people around me like that, you know, um, and I want to be like that for right. people is, is when I see something happening in your life and I know that's leading you down the path to nowhere. Right. Good. You know, I, I want to be the friend that's going to speak into your life and say, Hey, with gentleness, right. The spirit, the, the word of God says those who are spiritual, right. Go to them and, and correct them, you know? Um, so I think it matters, man. I mean, the power of words, words have amazing power to either crush or build up. Right. And we want to use them to build up. Yeah. You want to have the, the words of life, right? But the words have beauty and charm. And that's what that means. That's what grace means. You know, it is a word. It means beauty or charm. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's not saying speak grace. It's just saying speak with grace. So I'm going to speak with beauty and I'm, my words should be beautiful. And I was thinking about, you know, somebody who, you know, could be an artist or a great photographer and they're wanting to bring things of beauty or maybe they're a great mm-hmm. decorator mm-hmm. and they just like to find things of beauty and set them around. It's kind of a cool concept that your words can be that beautiful thing. Absolutely. Like when that person speaks, there's such a beauty, such a charm mm. to their words when, yeah. when when they hear them because that's just how we're structured. And that's mm-hmm. going to come from a pure heart, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm reading uh, Charles Spurgeon uh, lately and devotions and stuff. And, and these older writers they seem to have this knack of finding the right word that that like fits perfectly what they're saying. Right. You know, and taking time just to kind of sit on it, like you know, not quite that word. You know, vocabulary meant so much. Like they want to, they want the perfect word that's gonna right. that's gonna set right in there. And I, because people need to hear beautiful words, mm-hmm. people need to hear words that are filled with grace. It's super super important. And it reminds me of where we're told to speak the truth in love. It's not just 
you know, speak the truth, it's speak the truth in love. In love, yeah. Right? right. Jesus Christ came full of grace and truth. Yeah, he came full of truth, but he also came full of grace. Mm. And so how mm. I communicate, I th- believe really is the, is the delivery. Part of beauty is not just the choice of vocab, although I think it's part of it, but it's also the delivery. It's how okay. am I delivering those mm-hmm. words? My wife has said it so many times. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah. Bill's not, no, it mm-hmm. wasn't. I only said this. I just said this. This is it. This is it. Mm-hmm. In word, mm-hmm. I just said this. She goes, it's not what you said. Yeah. It was how Absolutely. you said it. Yeah. There's yeah. some truth to it, that. Yep. And we want people, not just kings, we want all people uh, to be graced by our words. You know what I'm right. saying? We want them Absolutely. to be uplifted and charmed. And it's a beautiful thing, man. It's an opportunity for every one of us. We can, like I said, we can crush or we can build up. Why right. not take the time and the energy to to build up? Right. You know? Well, speak with grace. So that's really what we're talking mm-hmm. about right now is speak with grace. And Colossians 4, 6 says, let your conversation be always full of grace. Mm-hmm. Season with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. And that's if somebody was giving a scurrilous charge against Christianity or somebody was asking you a question, yeah. you know, why are you doing this or, or why don't you do that? And that you could answer them with grace because there wasn't any point in saying it harshly or meanly or rudely or cocky or anything else. No, just when, when you talk, talk with grace. And those words are going to go so much better you get so much better you get more with honey than vinegar that's what i've always heard yeah i mean so to me the idea of returning insult for insult you know um doesn't work right it says don't return insult for insult you want to you want to speak in a way and actually the verse right before that says it says conduct yourself with wisdom Mm mm-hmm uh, toward now, are you the, saying toward, the verse before the Colossians? Yeah, yeah it's Colossians okay. 4, 5, and 6. 4, 5 says, conduct yourself with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of every opportunity. We have to look at when we are able to speak into somebody's life as an opportunity. Mm-hmm. This is a chance now for us, especially for Christ followers, to speak in a way that's going to point that outsider to Christ and, and help them to see a gracious, beautiful, charming, uh, answer to their, to their kind of, uh, questions or, or, um, uh, rebukes or, or scoffing at, at Christianity, you know, or, and taking it even closer to home to your own family, to your own yeah. spouse. Mm-hmm. You, you got to me when I see something like this too, you know, I want to think about the people that are in my closest circle, like, how am I impacting them? You know, as opposed to like somebody asks a question, it can be nice. It's easy to be nice to a stranger. It's a lot harder to speak with grace to the people you speak with all the time, because then you get a little sloppier, a little looser. So I would say for me, looking at the opposite is a good way to look at, you know, speaking mm-hmm. of grace, what would mm-hmm. the opposite be? And what's going to get me in trouble? <laughs> yeah. And I would say like n- not speaking of grace would be if my wife asked me a question, I, I act annoyed by it. Right, frustrated. Like, why are you asking me that? And I'm mm-hmm. like, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? You just answer in a way. And they're thinking, of course, why do you even bother asking this guy? You know, you're being a jerk. Because you weren't, you didn't say it with any grace. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't say it with any mm-hmm. beauty. You didn't say it with any charm. That's right. Right. And you know what? We remember that. Right. And the next time we want an opinion, the next time we want to talk, the next time we just want to be around someone, that person's probably not going to be on the front of our mind to be around because we're hurt by it. Right. 
you know, sticks and stones break your bones. Words will never hear. That's a garbage line. I mean, words, there's people in our counseling offices because of words that were spoken over them when they were little children. You know what I'm right. saying? And I'm right. telling you, words have power and they last. People remember your, I agree 100% with you, not only your words, but how you were, you're told those words. Right. The sharpness of your tone, the... If you if you seem irritated with me every time I talk to you, I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> you know what I mean? I it's just <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> Not you. I'm looking at you, but I'm just like if there's if there's this always this kind of tension every time I'm talking to you and you just yeah, you know. Who wants to be around that? No, I people mean, walk around people like that. That's a fact. Absolutely. Even in a church setting, People will try to skirt the person who's a little bit rude, a little bit rougher, the person they don't feel is willing to really yeah. listen and isn't full of grace when they speak. They're wanting to go around. And, and part of being grace is understanding and listening and mm-hmm. being helpful mm-hmm. to what the person's trying to do. You know, I'm speaking with grace. I'm trying to help you out. I'm here not being maybe somebody in the way of it. Or, But here, here's another thing. You... To me, the the happiness, the smiling, if you walk into a room and your wife, for me as a guy, my wife smiles, I know all as well. Mm. If I'm talking to her and she's all straight faced, <laughs> yeah, exactly. even if she doesn't mean anything by it, like right. if, if she could be just thinking about the oh first man gosh. on the moon for all yeah. I know, yeah. uh, she's thinking about what we're going to have for dinner three days from now. But if it looks serious or sour. Yep. Step away. Yeah. Step away. Your mind's like, wait a minute, what happened? What did I do? How did I? Yeah, I know I did something. Point? Right. I wouldn't be surprised. I usually do. <laughs> what was it? No, I, but oh, honestly, even when man. I have no clue, I have no clue why she would be upset. Even if she looks upset, mm-hmm. then that's a little bit off-putting. So I have found that a good thing to do when somebody comes in the room is just smile. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. What's going on? You walk by people, be smiling, because if you're mm-hmm. always walking by and you've got this gruffy look on your face, I don't even think that's a word, but you know gruffy. what I'm saying? Gruffy. Gruffy. I mean, don't let's be, look it up. Power, be, of, power of words. Don't be gruffy. <laughs> don't be gruffy just, with me. Yeah. No, I, I feel like if you kind of have that sourpuss look on your face mm-hmm. all the time, I don't think that's good either, because it, it's not looking beautiful. It's not looking... There's nothing charming about that, to be honest with you. If you're going to speak with charm, there's nothing charming about a sour look on your face there's nothing charming about looking grumpy or looking frustrated or looking annoyed because even if i some some one of my big problems i can't hear very well so then my wife will think i'm not listening Mm -hmm. you know it's always funny you're not listening i'm like no not listening is willful i didn't hear you there's a big difference Mm -hmm. between not hearing you and not listening not listening is a choice now that i do know you're talking now this is not listening okay now i'm choosing not to (laughs) just kidding but no if there's something if she detects something sour me if i didn't even really hear what she said or you know i comment back on something else or she thinks i have like a quizzical look on my face i'll forget it forget Mm -hmm. it right because we just have to be so careful a lot of times it's not even on purpose it's just incidental but other times maybe a little more purposeful but we're not charming we're not you remember um you remember was it nebuchadnezzar uh no it wasn't um it was um nehemiah he wasn't with nebuchadnezzar but when he came into his presence he had to have a certain Artaxerxes. Uh, that's who it was. And yeah. he had to have, he was a cupbearer, right? And mm-hmm. and he came in, and what did the king do? He he noticed 
that Nehemiah was wasn't as happy or 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 joyful around him as his his countenance was changed. Why? Because something was bothering him. Right. He didn't have to say anything. The king noticed it. But you weren't didn't dare it, come to the king's presence no, with that look on your face. Exactly. You right. didn't because the king didn't want anything to do with it. It goes along with your first verse here, you know. The king wants people who are going to be around him with grace and a good countenance and 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 you know, you're Now this doesn't mean you have to put on a face. You know what I'm saying? If you're if you're legit you know, bothered by something, you need to be able to speak to somebody about it. But man, I mean, speak in a way and act in a way that people are going to want to be around you. But I think too, you have to, sometimes you do have to put on the happy face. Like they say, sometimes like if I had a problem and something bad happened and I'm going to pray over somebody who's having heart surgery, I mean, that's not the time for me to dump Mm. all over them. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I have to come on and put a strong front on, you know, even if my heart is hurting, you know, there are times where, you know, you're going to have to put on the countenance that, hey, that has nothing to do with this family and you don't need to bear them down with your yeah. burdens right now. Yeah. So I think sometimes it's not being fake. It's just being polite, yeah. you know, that hey, I'm not here to bring you down. So I'm not going to come, you know, l- lurping it, in and, yeah. you know, Solomon <laughs> says there's a time and a place for everything. Yeah, right. right. But, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, right. I don't believe in being fake, but I do believe in being positive. I mean, I'm very blunt, but also you have to consider when you're talking to somebody, you have to always consider what can they really handle right now? Cause some people need to be more, I shouldn't say scolded, but it's like straight up rebuke. Mm. Other people have weak knees and they need to be strengthened. And I learned that yeah. in seminary. Hey, sometimes mm-hmm. a person kind of needs that straight up. Hey, knock it off. Sometimes other people, their problem is their weak need. You know, they're just, yep. they're weak. They're in a vulnerable spot. They need to be lifted up. Yeah. So I can't always talk to people the same way. It really depends on what they're going through. And right. when you have the, the words of grace, then you'll know what to do and what to say. But when I do speak to an issue, I tend to get to it. Like if yeah. I'm going to say it, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it because mm-hmm. I'm not a humongo beat around the bush mm-hmm. person. Right. Unless sometimes things are so personal, private, you know, maybe I don't say it. Even to my wife, sometimes if I don't, I don't got to tell her about every campaign I have. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to talk about it. You know, it's right. just me. That's just kind of who I am. But when I do talk, I, I tend to be pretty blunt. I like your point, though, going back to, like, knowing who to who to talk to and how to talk to them. Um, you know, you, if you look at your children, just about every one of your children is going to be, like, you're going to talk to them differently, especially in the area of discipline. Right. Because, uh, you know, like my youngest, he, you know, if I say certain things in a certain way, that's that's just as bad for him as, as you know, what I, when I would spank some, one of my other children, like just the, just what I said and how I said it was just as bad as a spanking. Right. You know, he just, it just melts him. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, dad. I didn't mean to do, you know, it just, it's enough, you know, right. just the way you say it, how you say it. I think, um, you know, people are like that and just in general. Yeah. And you, know? you don't pile on the repent either. I mean, when somebody's mm-hmm. repenting or they're already remorseful, I don't really need to add to it. Yeah. If they're being, I don't know if you want to say reluctant, recalcitrant, rebellious, then sure, I would. you, you might need to be a little bit heavier. But here's the verse mm-hmm. I was referring to, and I'm a little brain dead today, so I, I have to go look up the verse. <laughs> a lot of times I could remember it, but not today. Uh, and we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, 
encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak. Where is that? And that's First Thessalonians five fourteen. I really like that because admonish the idle. So the people that are idle, they're not really doing what they're supposed to do. You admi- you just rebuke them. You be straight up. But the faint-hearted, those are they need to be encouraged. And then the weak, they just need helped. You know, like some people like the weak need like they just need to be picked up. So. The vain-hearted, the people who are discouraged, need to be encouraged. The people who are rebellious need to be rebuked. It just depends on what the what the person's going through. You can't always rebuke. Like some persons, oh, man, I'm having a really hard day. I'm having a, oh, you know what? You should just trust the Lord. What is wrong with you? Where is your faith? You know, well, sometimes they don't need that. You know, sometimes that's, they don't need a... A rebuke. They need to be yeah. encouraged. Yes. Hey, you know what? You're you're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. So I always love that kind of threefold approach. So they they taught us when in counseling, you can't handle every situation the same way, and that's true of our families. Like you said, of your mm-hmm. one son versus mm-hmm. another son. Mm-hmm. You know how you talk to one, you may not be able to talk to the other. So you just have to learn each one and what that person is going through and try to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit so that, again, our words are full of grace and they're seasoned with salt yeah. because salt's pleasant, right? So what does this take, Bill? Uh, the word that's coming to my mind is intentionality. We, every one of us needs to be intentional with the way we open up our mouth and the way we right. engage with other people. Right. Be intentional, man. Don't make it all about yourself. Don't make it all about how what's going to make you feel better. Serve the other person you're talking to and, and, and do so with grace, man. Right. I mean, because I love that passage. I'm glad you brought that passage up, man, because it's, it's, it's important. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, well, I think, yeah. too, when you're thinking about words of grace and charm and beauty is it's easy to be negative. Mm-hmm. It, it's not hard. Uh, if you want to find negative people, you're not going to have to look very far. Uh, sometimes you don't need to look further than yourself. Mm. And I'm not saying that I can't be negative because I can. I would say descriptively like i'm real positive like hey you can do it you're okay overall i'd say i'm a very positive person absolutely but if something's bothering me then i see that's where like if something's really on my heart i'm very open so if something's troubling me i'm gonna spill it out that's how i am they say wear it on your sleeve you know it's it's just you're probably especially like you're gonna hear about it the people closest to me are gonna Mm -hmm. they're really gonna hear about it but i still have to be sensitive to not Mm -hmm overdo it you know just be sensitive about how much you're saying about mm-hmm. things because even yeah. my and I, i'm not afraid to admit it and i've only learned it really you know recently but you know my wife will you know would attest to it fully i can be obsessive if i get my mm-hmm. mind on something mm-hmm. like i can lock down on it like a snapping turtle you know what i'm saying where <laughs> I, once i bite down on something like i might not let go but it's right. not always not always a good thing you know yeah. so i just have mm-hmm. to be careful mm-hmm. that in my own ways of thinking or my own troubles sometimes in my mm-hmm. mind that I don't have to dish that out to everybody. Like right. I don't have to serve the whole table my <laughs> troubles. You know right. what I'm saying? Or I don't right. have to come into the office and serve Becky, right. you know, something bad that happened mm-hmm. or serve you something mm-hmm. bad that happened. And just because sometimes like that tone you set, it's not good. Oh and I have gosh. to learn, and I'm not yeah. perfect at this, you know, I'm talking no. to myself too, you know, I'm right. not perfect at it. It's just, you, you try to learn and you're trying to grow as you go through life and realize, yeah, you know, I don't really, probably don't need to talk about that. Yeah. I probably don't need no, to say I mean, that. you're, you're talking this from a, from a personal angle and I appreciate that vulnerability, but I'm telling you, I am, and I'll bet you anybody watching or listening right now is nodding their head going, yeah, I got to work on that because right. it's something that you just got to work on. It's, Right. You know, you said obsessive. I, I, there's definitely things I can obsess about I, if it's on my mind. Right. I got to tell somebody about yeah, it. You know, I'm right. a processor. I, I, you know, this is the way we process it by telling others and and whatever. I mean, 
Uh, so well, it I helps appreciate you when you that. see it in your kids. Like when you see it and you realize they're just a chip off the old block. <laughs> they might have taken yeah. it to a new level, right. but I'm like, I know mm. where they got that from. Wow. <laughs> yep. This yep. constant, my, my daughter, she's so, it's almost cute, but every time I see her, she'll tell me the same thing. I'm not going to do this. Okay. Don't blame me. I wouldn't do it either. Next time I see her, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I'm like, I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. Right. This is six weeks later. Eight weeks later, my wife's, you know, texting my wife the same thing. I'm not going to do this. <laughs> Get it. But it, that's on her mind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's on her mind. And there's a, a certain insecurity with not her as a person, but I'm saying as far as her future, she's not really mm-hmm. sure ultimately mm-hmm. what she's going to be doing or where she's going to be. And in this time of, of uncertainty of having a new child, she really thinks about that. And I get it because yes, you, you should be thinking about this. Mm-hmm. You should be praying about this every day because there's something unsettled in your world right now. Yeah. And you want it settled because you're a mama. Mm-hmm. And you've got a, a, a child sure. that you're concerned about, so I get the weight that. Oh no, that she feels. It, this is where this is where it most happens for me is big decisions. Right. I will, I will, you know, talk to you. I talk to my wife. I talk to my brother-in-law. I talk to this person. Talk to that person. Which is good. Trying to get right. But it's good up to a point when I, when and then finally when somebody says, "Hey, like." Just make the decision and go with it. You oh know what I mean? Goodness. Like, come on. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, actually one time was the truck and you, and I was on, I was talking to you about it and you're like, Mark, you're not going to do anything right now. You know? Right. And I needed to hear that. Right. Like you're not doing anything right now. Right. Don't do nothing. You know? Right. So. And, and did that work? It did. Right. That Praise God. Work. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I guess I'm just trying to, you know, sometimes you're hunting for, you're hunting for what you want to hear. Right. And you end up finding what you need to hear, you know, and I like that, you know, so there's a positive, but it can exasperate somebody. It can exasperate situation. It can. I think it's important for us to realize and and we got to go. We're going to go on. We'll talk about this in another podcast, too. But it's just how much people need sometimes guidance and direction, Mm. how time, how people really need a word sometimes. And they just, when they really don't know what to do. And sometimes we think it doesn't really matter. And I, I'm guilty of that too. Mm -hmm. Thinking it doesn't matter what I say. What does it matter? What I think, but sometimes like you said, well, that mattered that day, which I would have never thought about that story again. If you hadn't just brought it up. It mattered to me. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I guess I've thought about it a few times Mm -hmm. since, but it's, it's one of those things where you don't realize how important either that kind word is, or you don't realize how important that timely word yeah. is. Yeah. And just somebody needing guys, I don't know what to do. Well, have you tried this? Mm. Have you looked into mm. this? Oh, wow. You know, I've never, ever thought about it from that perspective. And yeah. it turns out to be something, to me, those are the words of grace. Those are the words that are beautiful. The words have charm. They're, they're actually helping. And, and they have a lot of power. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of power. I mean, right. they they, uh, uh, they make a difference. I'm I, I'm just I know we got to go, and I'm looking at this last verse, Proverbs fifteen one. I love this verse. A gentle response turns away anger, and a harsh word stirs up wrath. The power of our words matters. Mm-hmm. That's the Absolutely. bottom line. No, for and, sure. Uh, we want to be the people that speak in a way that's gracious and gentle, and they turn away bad behavior. Right. You know, and and the not spill out. Uh, unnecessary negative. So let's put it that way. I don't really need to cloud the room or ruin mm. somebody's dinner. I mean, I've had dinner ruined sometimes just by the negativity of other people around me. And you're just, I don't yep. like the food. I don't like this. I don't like that. And uh. you're just, 
Just like, please stop. Just please. I, if I'm at a restaurant and somebody takes me there and I don't like it, I keep my fat trap shut. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not saying anything <laughs> that's going to detract or move away from a happy mood. Because everyone's happy. They're joyous. Ah, oh, my tea's the wrong, the wrong temperature. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I hate it. They actually put rice and tea. I didn't even know how disgusting that could be. You know, I, I'm not going to be that way. I, it's just I'll tell you what, you're talking right now, and I'm getting convicted because, man, I do that a lot. I, I can words come at it from negative, man. Yeah, if, I'm, if, I'm coming, if I'm at a restaurant, I want it to be delicious. I want it to be right. good. I want my service to be good. And if it's not, I'll let everybody know. You know, and it's uh, like, I don't have to do no, that. No, you don't man. have to do that. I think sometimes we just don't have to. Words of, words of beauty and charm. You'll have the king as a friend. You all have a great and an awesome week.